I wonder why they chose that voice for the now recording. I don't know. Do you remember that guy on YouTube? I just thought about this. I was like, YouTube, YouTube, what's up? Like, he was like this, <laughs> some 420 guy. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. I, was yep, I think do of his intro. Guy. What up, YouTube, YouTube? Yeah. <laughs> custom yeah. grow, custom grow 420. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a funny, yeah. That was a I, was funny just... I think he's still around. I, I guess we can go check. I'm going to look. I don't, I don't know what like sparked that, but I was just like thinking of like the what introduction for this. You do. 420. Well, I got you. 420. I'll look it up. Okay. Elia, custom grow 420. 1.7 million subscribers. When's his most recent? Like, when was the last time he had a video? 13 days ago. Uh, days ago. <laughs> oh, he's still pretty uh, active. Yeah, I'm going to see if I can. Crazy. Does he still do it? Trying to find out. He's like in the desert. He's in the desert? Yeah, he says. Yeah. Jolly, Jolly, coming at you. Custom <laughs> Grow for 20. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot about the guy. I don't know why that unlocked <laughs> in my brain. That's yeah, funny. Well, welcome back for another Close Friends Distant Talk podcast. Uh, it feels, it's really weird. Like, I guess for me, um, I I edit all the podcasts. So after listening to, or sorry, after recording them, then I will at some point listen to them back and cut out all the pieces. So it seems relatively, um, I don't know, recent that I would, yeah, we, we would record podcasts, but uh, here recently I've been, we would listen to the episode, and, or sorry, we'd record the episode, and then maybe a day later I would edit it all, and then I would be, um, and I'd be done with it. And so it, it just feels like it's been forever ago since we did a podcast. I think as well, I know you've been busy this past week. I've been a little bit busy, but actually I feel like you've been more busy. So I think we haven't had as much time to chat in between uh, Wednesdays. So I feel yeah. that uh, makes it feel longer than it actually has been. That's a good point. Then I sent you that video and you didn't respond to it. So I was like, oh, he's mad yeah. at me. <laughs> no, I honestly, I don't know why I didn't watch it. I think sometimes no. what happens, especially if I'm like in the middle of something, I'm. I don't know why I'm bad at this, but if I see something, but then I get distracted by something else, and then I'll just, it just completely goes out of my head. And then sometimes I go back to it, and sometimes I get a reminder that you, you sent me something, and I'm like, oh, crap. And I fell back, because that was like on Saturday. I don't know yeah. what was up with me. It was at 8 a.m., so I was getting I was getting ready for work, so maybe I just saw it, but then I got distracted and was doing something. So and screw then that I guy. Just, yeah, that's probably what it was, honestly. <laughs> I totally get that. Like, there's a lot of times where I'll look at a text and then I'll, I'll just, I'll want to respond, but I'm doing something. And then I just completely forget it. Yeah. But that happens with uh, me. Uh... Yeah. Did you know that you can actually um, unread a message or yeah, unread a message on the phone? Now? Unread a message? Yeah. Go to your text messages. Wait. So. I'm seeing the last text you sent me. I'm clicking on it. Okay, so go back to where you see all your texts. Yes. And then hold down, and then you should see Mark is unread. Oh, 
I thought you meant like, um. Oh, you mean like if a read receipt? Yeah, I thought it would undo that read receipt. I was like, dang, that's kind of uh, crazy. No, my bad. Okay, so you must have known about that. Mark is on. Um, that's you know, I don't know if I did. It makes sense because it's like I do that with my emails a lot. If there's like an yeah. email, oh I'll like yeah, yeah, I do that too. Want to read later? So I'm, you know, I don't think I did because I'm glad that's a thing. I'll definitely be doing that. Yeah, I just received that other very <laughs> loving text message you just sent me. So <laughs> yeah, they're from. Um, <laughs> so uh, okay, so this episode, you know, these are our more casual ones, and we'll start doing the the book podcast. So honestly, I think what we should do for this one is just kind of hold back. I don't. I mean, we could talk about this a little bit. What do you think about the book so far? Um, initially, are we? Rec- is this like when we're talking about this? Are we talking like this is going to be re- recorded? Well, we'll probably. Maybe we should just stick with the other one. I don't know. I was just going to throw it in with this podcast. because well, we'll get there. Uh, okay. Um, I mean, just like just a brief summary, like like a one little synopsis of what you think of it so far. So the book "Embrace the Suck" by give me I'm pulling up the author's name because I forgot it. Brent Gleason, he's a Navy SEAL who went through buds with David Goggins. Honestly, my initial reaction is that there's a lot of Navy SEALs who write books and do things, and I feel <laughs> like it's the market is slightly saturated, but yes. I was willing to give it a shot, and I also felt like Embrace the Suck. It's a, it's a good motto. It's a good thing to live by. And if somebody's going to know about embracing the suck, it's probably going to be a Navy SEAL. They probably have the most reason or the most credibility in regards to this topic. But I felt like it was uh, too simple, like this too, I don't know what the word would be. But uh, basically, I was just too unoriginal. I think that's what it was. Like embrace the suck. Like, okay, that's pretty generic. And it's like another Navy SEAL self-help book type of thing. And I really like David Goggins' format for both of his audiobooks that he did. So I was like, you know what, at least it says there's a foreword in it by David Goggins. But the foreword wasn't even read in David Goggins' voice. It wasn't his own voice. It was somebody else reading what David Goggins wrote. And that was already a red flag for me after okay, listening so to David Goggins. not really enjoying the book. No, so... How I'm starting this off, you would think that I would not be enjoying this book because, you know what? You know you know what I did? I judged this book by its cover. That's rule number one yeah. in book reading or listening. You don't judge a book by its cover. You know what I did? I judged it by its cover. And <laughs> there's an example of why you shouldn't. And I got through the first, like, the David Goggins uh, part, and I was like, it's not even David Goggins' voice. I was like, what the heck? Like, they're supposed to be, like, friends, but he couldn't even get David Goggins to read his own thing. I was like, yeah. what's up with this? However, um, I guess for this first part that we listened to, it was almost half the book, but I am a sucker for uh, stories of, like, buds. <laughs> yeah. So that got me some of his other... Mi- like, he's talked a little bit about a couple of the missions, and... Um, did you I look actually, up the guy that had gotten shot in the head? No. Uh, yeah, you should take a look at him because you know how it said that he had gotten shot in the mouth or like just below the uh, the the tip of his nose. Yes. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. Like his transformation back to what he is. But yeah, this book is the. I am a sucker for buds. 
training and stuff like that. I'm also a sucker for uh, just missions that they go on. And he really describes uh, coming in contact with some enemy fighters and just exactly what he would do to them. And it is really intriguing because I haven't, I don't think I've read a book or listened to a book yet that's like actually described like where they have shot somebody. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that that really caught my attention. Yeah, no, he's very to the point. There's some there's sometimes when I think, and this is like in almost all self help books, where I think they have a lot of good information, but it's just like overflowing at times, and they're just they're just saying too many things, like, and it's, but, and I think there's a few times in this book where he's just like going on and on about some things, but then there's other times where he gets like very direct, and I do appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah, so we don't have to spend too much time because. This is the podcast is not going to be named anything about this. So anybody listening, we just talked about the book for a little bit. We're sorry. We're very sorry. So um, anyway, I mean, I I'm liking. Hey, if you the don't book. like it, don't listen. That's what we That's like to do. That's a good point. Good point. <laughs> I, I I like the book. I don't know. It's just it just seems very very similar. Like I said, I love. I'm so intrigued when he starts talking about buds or any missions he's gone on. But it, I don't know. It just seems like they're all kind of flowing together, and. uh I'm not hating it. It's just I've listened to a lot of other books before, and uh, maybe I'm ready for something new, so I don't know. Well, I think I have a good one for us for the next one, but we can save that for another time. Well, you should tell me what it is, because I actually want to uh, buy some books and then cancel my Audible membership for a while, because I don't need to have credits just stacking up. Like That's kind of silly to do. And uh, if you cancel your membership, you lose your credits. So I paused mine, but then if you have one or zero credits, they let you just buy three credits at like mm-hmm. 11, 11 and a half dollars a credit, which I think is pretty, I think that's reasonable. Like, like I think that, so that's 11 and a half dollars for an audiobook. I think that's at a reasonable price. So I, I paused the actual membership so I don't get charged monthly, but then I'll just buy like three credits at a time. Okay. Well, I need to do that because, uh, yeah, I don't need to be paying a bunch especially when i could probably return some books that i haven't finished and get like probably five credits back so then i have like seven different books but anyway so you have to let me know what that book is sometimes it is called permanent record by edward snowden permanent record sweet i'll look that up oh goodness i started it i didn't want to start it but we can talk more about it off uh off the podcast but he did a podcast with joe rogan a while back and after hearing some of the things he had to say about why he did what he did in regards to like whistleblowing and uh, leaking a bunch of like documents about the, about the government like spying on the country and now he lives in Russia because <laughs> it, he it's just very interesting he had like had to I don't know if defect is the right word but he had to leave the United States to avoid like being like put in jail oh, and wow. uh, he was trying to go to a different country, but then when he got to Russia, his passport got like canceled or, or something. So he's, he's literally stuck in Russia right now. But oh my gosh! So he talks about that a little bit, but it was just very interesting. So I think that'd be something for us to listen yeah. to. I'm definitely down for that to get away from kind of a self-help book and just to learn some information because that mm-hmm. mafia, the mafia bomber was top five, maybe even top three. But you know, um, also... I was listening 
I haven't listened to this podcast, but somebody else was on Joe Rogan and they mentioned Malcolm Gladwell and Joe Rogan has done a podcast with him. So I'm excited to listen to that. Bongu. I think you'd be yeah. probably interested in listening to that too. I'd love to, I'd love to listen to that. So, okay. Uh, this episode that we are now 13 minutes into is uh, supposed to be about the hobbies that we do. So just things that we do um, in our free time that we enjoy doing. Um, and so, yeah, we'll go with that. Uh, I guess to go kind of not super in depth in this one because we've already made an entire podcast about our running goals, but I enjoy running. I run frequently. It's a little bit harder now that track has started um, since I coached that, but you know that's kind of funny. Like, is that a? Uh... I... This is why I like huh? to read. I need to know more words. Yeah. You like to run, but now that you're coaching track, you run less. It's just a. Uh... <laughs> so what's that word like what was the best way to describe that like coincidence a, no oxymoron I don't know is it an oxymoron I don't know we need to get an English just, major on it's this just podcast. funny that it's I I understand completely from talking to you about why you can't run as much but it's just interesting for somebody who doesn't know your situation like he's a track coach but <laughs> now he runs less like yeah <laughs> well like I mean obviously I, I want to run longer distances and I can't I mean obviously there's a reason for it it's not like I need to explain this but um, I like to make sure everybody's doing what they're supposed to be doing so that nobody's mm. just standing around and we're not just kind of like doinking around. So I, uh, I don't know, I like to make sure people is doing what they're doing instead of me just going on a run. If I was an assistant coach, I'd probably be running every single day. Yeah. Uh, but as a head coach, I want to make sure I'm just facilitating a little bit. But yeah. So anyway, that's my what, hobby, go ahead. I was saying that's what makes you a good leader is by you're going to have to sacrifice a little bit in order to spend time with your uh, athletes to make sure they have the best mentorship and best chance of succeeding. So I'm an okay, I'm an okay coach. We'll just leave it. (laughs) But uh, running is something I do. I I love doing it. Uh, It's, I guess it'll be better in the summertime when it goes, when the sun goes down at uh, nine o'clock instead of six o'clock that it's doing right now. So, you know, I could, go on a run after we record the podcast because it's like seven o'clock right now. So at least where I'm at. But anyway, I really enjoy running. I try to do it four times a week, but I usually only end up doing it about three times a week. Uh, But just trying to get some mileage. in. so that's, I guess, one of the hobbies that I like to do. Um, I'd say to link up ever since we have started doing the podcast or even our, not the podcast, but since we started doing audiobooks together, I've always, I think it was 2020. I might have said this on a podcast before, but I think it was in 2020, I wanted to read 10 books. Because for like the longest time, I just felt like I wanted to like be like, a reader. call myself a reader, yeah, exactly. So I think in 2020, I started that. And then I, uh, in 2021, between like getting out of the military and like getting married and starting a new job, I kind of like fell off like reading books a little bit. But then, uh, lately I've been enjoying, um, reading books. I, I enjoy listening to audiobooks, but it's also, uh, cool to be able to like read as well. And something I read recently, there's this guy who flies this little plane at, uh, the airport I work at. And I didn't know this, like he doesn't say it. He, he would never says anything like on frequency about it, but he brought a book to my manager one day and he was actually the lead pilot for the blue angels, like in the eighties. 
and he wrote like a whole memoir about his like story from like growing up in North Dakota to joining the Navy to becoming the leader of the Blue Angels and then being the captain of an aircraft carrier and all this stuff. And it was just you, you uh, told me about that. Did you read the book yet? Yeah, I finished it a couple of weeks oh. ago, and it was, it was just it's crazy to me that I worked here or worked for like almost a year and a half, and this guy flies probably at least once, twice a week. He's a good pilot, but it's just a small airplane. It's not like you can really show off your skills. So it's just like, okay, he like he does what we tell him to do. Like he's a solid pilot. What's uh, the name of it? From the Prairie to the Pacific. I'm gonna see if it's on. Uh, oh my gosh, it's on. Who who? It's on Audible. It's a uh, it's a good book, and it's just it's just crazy to me that talked to this guy like on frequency so many times, but I'd never known that he was a blue angel. And it's yeah. funny because... Real flying finally begins. TT1 and T34B mm-hmm. experiences. It was a good thing um, that I had some prayer flight time because I certainly was it's not... It's hard to tell because people's, people's uh, voices oh. on like the radios is slightly uh, different than like in person. Well, it says it's read, uh, read by Gil Rudd. And oh, that's, that's him. Who, that's who wrote the book, yeah. So I would assume... Oh, that's cool. Him. I it's got I appreciate. Good. Oh, sorry, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say it's uh, fourteen hours long, and three people have rated it. <laughs> um, I I appreciate, as you know, if the audiobook, whoever is the author of the audiobook, that they if they also read the audiobook, then I appreciate that a lot more. So that's cool that he uh, did that. But no, he's a he has a lot of cool stories in there, and. Uh, I like to, I read probably like, I read a little bit more as of lately, more fiction since most of the audiobooks I listen to are nonfiction. So it's kind of nice to do some fiction. And I've actually been recently on TikTok. I found a few people who have just like read a bunch of different books and suggest a bunch of different books. And I've been uh, really enjoying hearing what they have to say about books. And I've been creating a list of things I'd like to read here in the future and once that's one thing i plan on doing once i'm done with my job here at the end of the month is once i have more free time i'd like to be able to read some more hey i would agree with that i i, I want to set aside more time to read honestly i'm going to read tonight too here in a little bit um one thing i've started to do i'm on a book talk actually i'm not really even on book talk very much there's just one guy who pops up and i love his videos and um he recommended this book it's called Four Thousand weeks and I've mm-hmm. talked about it on this podcast and, and with you before, but uh, it's definitely a book that will make you cry a little bit. And it has made me cry just uh, to think about how many weeks are in our life. You know, there's only 4,000 and it's very important how you spend them. And so, you know, if you think that you can get all of the things that you need to get done, done, that's not true. Um, there'll always be something else that you can add to that list. And it's just a never ending cycle. So I, I really enjoy reading. Um, the thing I was going to say that I started doing is I started uh, taking notes. So if you were to look at this book that I have, I have probably about 20 to 30 uh, little uh, yellow note stickers sticking off of it in uh, <laughs> specific chapters with like little snippets. Um, and like one of them is the the best one and it's called The Last Time. And uh, that's just a really good part in the book. But that's another thing I have on my list of hobbies that I do. I like to read a lot. And uh, actually, I uh, recently got a book actually two days ago, that we have listened to before on Audible. And I want you to guess what you think it is. Like you have a physical copy of a book yes. we've listened to before? 
Yeah. Be green lights. Mm, uh, no. Okay. Oh my gosh. Is it one of the Malcolm Gladwell ones? No, it's by James Clear. Oh, then that the uh Atomic Habits. There you go. <laughs> nice. Uh I got it because certain someone, friend of mine, wink wink, uh, she is trying to make her way through it as well. <laughs> and um <laughs> has kind of stopped it. But okay, so she really likes uh okay, fiction. Fiction is fake, right? Yes. Fiction book. She really likes fiction books. So I, it makes sense that it's a little bit harder for her to make it through Atomic Habits. But uh, it's funny because I, I was like, you have to make it a habit to get through the book called Atomic <laughs> Habits. It's, it'll change your life, but only for a little while because I've obviously kind of forgot about the principles. Anyway, um, I got this book because I want to start reading it and then I can kind of have like a book club with her and uh, be able to remember the things through but then also help her through it as well not that she needs help but just give her some motivation to go through it or somebody to go through it with nice but yeah i i love reading very much i like to do it in the evenings just to kind of unwind around like 8 30 i typically will shut off all my lights in my room except for uh one of my lights that uh has like a a warm tone to it and then i will read for about 30 minutes and uh, just kind of unwind that way. So uh, I try to make reading a priority. What frustrates me is that everyone says, or like if you listen to like anything about like trying to get better sleep is you're supposed to like turn off the screens, turn off the TV, turn off your phone, like read a book, read something like not on a screen. And then that'll help you. Like the, the lack of blue light from the screen will help you fall asleep. But for whatever reason, every time I read, I just I don't get tired. Like I'm so used to like playing on my phone before going to bed that like that's what my body's like. Okay, this is like <laughs> the winding down time now. But like if I'm reading, my body like wants to stay awake. He's like, we're not on the phone yet, so we're I guess we're not going to bed just yet. So I don't know what it is. I really like trying to read before going to bed, but it doesn't make me as tired as like playing on my phone for whatever reason. So I get a little frustrated by that, but I still enjoy reading uh, in the evenings. I can relate to that. I usually don't get tired reading a book. And if I am tired, I don't get tired while reading the book. It's either I'm tired before I start reading or I'm not. Mm. And so uh, if that's the case, then I usually just don't even start reading because I know I'm exhausted. But then I'll just get into bed and get on my phone and I'll be up for like the next 30 <laughs> minutes. So yeah, uh, honestly, we should really revisit that book. We We listen to Digital Minimalism, right? I don't know if we completed that book. Did we? There was one book I, I know we did not complete. I think there's been a couple that we haven't, maybe two or three. It says we finished that one. There was one, I might have returned it. I don't know which one it was, but we returned to one. But it says we finished, or at least it says I finished Digital Minimalism. Let's see what mine is, because maybe you just uh, made it finish it, or like marked it Could as have been. red. It seems like it's not on here. Oh, oh, no, I have it. It says I have six hours and 59 minutes left, which so is the whole I, book. Yeah, then we probably... I know. I don't think I would have finished it on my own, so I must have... I don't know. Yeah. But I I really need to find some way to get off my phone because I have been, like, recently, within the past month, mindlessly scrolling, and even though I know I want to stop, I'll think about it for a split second, and then I'll forget about it. And so... I really need to to get away from that because 
it's just not good to be on it on our phones as much as we are. It's definitely tough, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I, one thing I wanted to to reset, I, I want to get this, but I want to like look up some reviews online and on TikTok. But um, have you heard of the Hatch alarm clock? I think we might have spoken about it. Um, you have to describe it to me. I'm not sure. So it's an alarm clock that you can have it play sounds if you want, like as an original alarm clock. But what it also is is it's a it's a light, and so before you go to to bed, like an hour before, you can turn on this um, this alarm clock or this light, and it and you shut off all your other lights, and then it will slowly dim over the out over an hour as if the sun was setting, and it'll naturally make you tired, and then you can um, have it wake you up in the morning by just sunlight so instead of an alarm going off and it jolting you awake like we kind of talked about how that's not good in that um the uh why we sleep book and mm-hmm. so over the course of 30 minutes uh or whatever time you want it to be the the light will slowly get brighter and brighter as if it was a sunrise and people say that they wake up and they just feel awake and they don't really know like they know why after coming to it but Sometimes they're like kind of confused when they wake up because they're not tired. They're just, they feel like good. And they're just like, why am I awake right now? Uh, but it's because of that alarm clock. I think I like that idea. I like the concept of it. I think in practice, if you have a significant other, like Sarah and oh, I, she Yeah, see, this would not up, work for you. Yeah, she wakes up a lot later than me. Like, I, wish say, I shouldn't say a lot later, but every day... Almost every day she wakes up be after I do. So I think that makes a lot of sense and why it would help a lot of people. But I can't do that. So what I've done is, I know some people are not comfortable sleeping with like their smartwatches on, but I have like my Apple watch that I sleep with and I just have it uh, set to vibrate. So it just vibrates my wrist. So she doesn't get woken up and it doesn't jolt me awake either. It kind of like... uh. I wouldn't say like I'm confused. Okay, it's like I know that like, I feel my wrist vibrating. Like it's time to get up. So I guess it's like a good middle ground where I'm not like jolted awake from an alarm clock, but it's like I'm not like I don't know. It's given my circumstance or my situation, it is the most peaceful way to wake up. So okay, well maybe what I could do then, because I have been wanting to get a new watch because my watch has been kind of pissing me off with my heart rate monitor. Uh, it like will connect and then it'll disconnect and then it'll connect. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of frustrating, even though I got that new one. But this this alarm clock is 130 bucks. So maybe what I could do is just save that money and uh, end up getting a new one of the ultra watches. Because I mean, I run a lot and I would like it for that. And this watch has just been kind of annoying. Um, and the battery life is not the best on it, so I can't really like sleep with it, which kind of is a bummer. But maybe I'll look into that. Well, I have the Ultra, and I think that it's nice because it allows me to sleep. I can probably, I can easily get three days from, like, let's say you wake up at whatever time on Monday. Let's just say, we'll start with Monday. I can wear it all day, sleep, Tuesday all day, Tuesday night, sleep, Wednesday all day, Wednesday night, sleep, Thursday, I might have to, like, charge at some point. But I bought just the... Whatever, I bought the charger and from Apple because they don't give you the blocks anymore, which is kind of frustrating, but I got the uh, USB-C uh, block from Apple 
and I use that with the cord that came with my watch and it honestly charges from like 10% to 100% like within an hour, hour and a half at most. So that extra battery life is super convenient. Allow me to sleep with it every day. You know, and maybe maybe I wouldn't even have to go for the Ultra because like, I don't know, did, were you look, we're kind of, eh, we're talking about whatever, right? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, 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 who cares? This is this is what we genuinely talk about like all the time is just, yeah. if we're playing Minecraft or whatever. Actually, I had a, a, a student of mine, he asked me if uh, we could do a, a, instead of doing a podcast, do like a Twitch stream where we... Oh. Stream us just playing a video game, so we're all just talking about whatever. So um, maybe we could put that on our list of something to do. Like we could just play Minecraft because that's a pretty, uh, or we could just do that on top of it. So like we could just continue to do our podcast, but maybe cut our podcast short or whatever and just play Minecraft or just I don't know. It doesn't really matter as long as we're yeah, doing no, I'd something. I'd be right? uh, I'd be interested. So uh, anyway, uh, uh, like what was your decision on uh, trying to get the the Ultra rather than like the Series 8 or just a new Apple Watch in general? Well, I had the Series 3 since I think got, Sarah got it for my birthday in 2018. Mm-hmm. April 2018. So then I got my Ultra December of 2022. So four, four and a half years I had the Series 3 and it was great. The, actually, the battery life on it was still like solid. However, the um, I couldn't update the software anymore, and I, I really wanted the sleep tracking because I wanted to just, like, I was just genuinely curious about, like, how good, like, when I was waking up in the middle of the night, because sometimes I feel like I wake up in the middle of the night, and it feels like I could be awake for, like, an hour, but I might only be awake for, like, a couple minutes. I was just genuinely curious, like, every night, like, if I wake up, like, how long am I awake for? Like, how good or like, how long am I sleeping every night? So I wanted that, and then... I saw the battery life on the Ultra, and I also saw, um, I wouldn't say running right now is a hobby of mine. I would like to make it more of a hobby of mine, but I'd like to do more races. And I was really upset. I didn't know this for the longest time, but when I ran my half marathon, and it ended in like downtown San Diego, and I was really proud of myself for that run, but on my Apple Watch, it didn't record all the route. It recorded the total mileage, but when you want to go, like when you look at it on like a map, it like cut out a bunch of it. Like when I wanted to upload it to Strava, and I didn't realize that it was due to the fact that there's so many tall buildings and the GPS couldn't track me accurately. So I was like, well, if I get the Ultra, I know this thing will last me for a long time, and if I ever run any races with it, then. I won't have to worry about it not tracking me. And the reason I stuck with Apple, because I thought about getting a Garmin, but just the ecosystem the ecosystem flows well enough for me. And I understand that Apple products are not typically like tip of the spear when it comes to like technology and the most that you can get out of a product, but it just works well for me. It's fairly easy to use. So that's... Uh... And also, I didn't realize this. But active duty and veterans get a military discount of ten percent through Apple, so that also cut out like seventy bucks or so that's from nice. like the total price. So I mean, that's not nothing to to ignore. So that was also helpful. Yeah, uh, I 
I don't know. My watch has just been kind of irritating me recently, and my wrist isn't really that big anyway, so like getting the Ultra be a massive upgrade because currently I have the 44 millimeter case, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah, 44 millimeter. So this would be five more millimeters, which wouldn't be crazy big, but I know that the watch does look fairly large, but um, I don't know. It's just 800 bucks. That's quite a bit of money, and I really don't feel like spending that right now, but I wonder how much I could get out of my Apple Four. Well, the best way is to not go through Apple because they give you like pennies on the dollar for your thing, for your watch. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, definitely not do that. Let's see. Uh, uh, good, refurbished. Buy it now. Okay, so around 100 bucks that I could get for it. So, And then if I... <laughs> I'm already thinking in my head like, okay, if I don't get that hatch alarm clock, then I get this. Like, I shouldn't really think about it like that. I should probably just not buy it right now. But Well, anyway... Yes. Two other things, or three other things, real quick. I'll make it all quick. Firstly, I had the, I had a forty-two millimeter Series Three, so it was huge on my wrist initially. The Ultra, and it's still big, but I feel like it's not that big as I thought it was. But it was just such a different, such Does a huge. Did anybody upgrade. ever ask you about it? I mean, just the I was telling one of my guy, one of my coworkers, he was thinking about getting it. So I ta- I was talking to him about possibly getting it, and I showed it to him once I got it. But other than that, um. Sarah thought it definitely looked a little bit big on me, but no one else has really mentioned in it anything. Which which band do you have? Do you have the green or the orange one? The I have the the black trail loop. It's like the uh, kind of like stretchy one. Oh, okay. Because I wanted to get it because it's easy to um, adjust, like adjust. on the move. Yeah. So I also wanted to get the ultra for like hiking purposes, for like the backtracking technology yeah. i thought that would be pretty cool and lastly on this one watch face that's like specific to the ultra called the wayfinder i have on this on this one screen i'm looking at it i can see i have like one thing like it's like a quick access to my messages i have the sunrise sunset i have the dates i have my activity rings i have an analog and digital time i have my battery percentage I have the temperature of today. I have a stopwatch and I have a timer thing all on this one face. So there's a lot of different things that I can get to very quickly from this one watch face, which is very, very handy. And this episode is sponsored by Apple, where, no, okay. <laughs> yeah. Steve, right. uh, who's the. Uh, Steve Jobs? Uh, I was going to say. Uh, I, knew, I was going to say Steve Jobs, but then I, I knew there was somebody else, like some Wozniak. I can't remember that guy's name. But then I was trying to think of whoever this, Tim, Tim something is the CEO of Apple right now. Oh, Tim Cook. Yeah, Tim Cook, if you uh, want to help a couple brothers out, we'll be uh, <laughs> if open to what you have to say. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, I, I, I think I, I want to get a new watch, but... I just don't want to spend the money. Like, of course I want it. Yeah. And I want these gadgets. They're just a lot of money. And you know, you got a, a good chunk of gift cards too. So that obviously helps yeah, out. Yeah, no, it That was yeah. uh, for my Christmas presents. People were asking what I wanted. So just give me an Apple gift card and that all went towards the watch. So I didn't pay for it all myself. I wonder if anybody on Facebook Marketplace, not that I would even attempt to uh, get a used Apple watch, at least uh-huh. an Ultra for sure. Apple Ultra. But I wonder if anybody has them on there. Oh, yeah, Des Moines, 650 bucks. What's wrong with it? Like some people, they, I know some people think it might just be like too big for their wrist, but 
I don't know. Some people might think it looks goofy to me. I think it honestly doesn't look that big, and it's very useful to me, and it doesn't weigh that much more, and it does a lot of what I needed to do for like on not only day-to-day stuff. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wouldn't wear for, which I don't think I'd want to wear an Apple Watch, is like if you're going to a really formal event, I don't think an Apple yeah. Watch is the move, but I wouldn't wear one when I was dressing, or I don't go to many formal events, but like for the Marine Corps Ball, for instance, I wasn't wearing my Apple Watch to those either, so... Yeah, this one is definitely not one where you could maybe dress up with it. I know I've worn mine pretty formally before, uh, but I just put a different watch band on it. Like, I don't know. Were we wearing it at your wedding? I I was not. I have a nicer, I mean, it's like a $100 like fossil watch, but it looks a lot nicer. Ooh, yeah, I kind of went with, yeah. So that's what I wore. I don't know what anyone else wore at the wedding, but I was wearing just like that fossil watch. I can't remember if I was wearing mine or not. But uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, if you get some different watch bands, it, I think it looks fairly decent. And then you can get like a watch face that like actually looks like That's true. a nice one. But I mean, I guess it just depends on exactly how you want to look. And I don't really care that much. So, well, okay. Um, one thing, have, I mean, ahead. since we're on the topic of technology, I can, uh, this isn't far off, but since I have, well, even before I built my computer, I've been interested. I was been interested for like a couple of years about building a computer, and then when Nvidia talked about their three thousand series graphics cards, if you know about computers, you know. If you don't know, I'm not gonna. It's gonna. It would take like a whole episode to like discuss computers. I'm not even the most knowledgeable on the subject, but I. Uh, I built myself a gaming computer this past summer and doing all the research for it was very fun and then building it was fun and stressful but then like having a finished product that works uh, some, yeah that works and something <laughs> I've probably been like it's always been a I wouldn't say a goal I guess a goal or maybe like a dream of mine it's just been something I've wanted since probably I remember our friend Spencer I don't know what year he built his computer, and I know Chris built a computer as well. And I remember like them talking about it, and how cool it was, and then I don't remember when Spencer built his, but I know Chris. I, I'm fairly certain that he built his his freshman year of, of college. Yeah, so I remember seeing. I I don't know if I saw Chris's rig, but I definitely remember him talking about it. I remember like seeing Spencer's computers. Like, That's so cool. And then um, when I got to Miramar, and then like I got to the level of being able to inspect people's rooms a bunch of like the marines i worked with they had gaming computers so i was asking honestly i sh- there's times when maybe i should have actually been like inspecting their room more but i honestly like if it looked clean it looked clean and then i just ask them questions about their computers and so uh, that's pretty funny <laughs> um and i still like honestly if like a uh, if i'm on instagram or tiktok and there's like a quick like a uh bed up version of like a computer being built i'll probably watch it just because it's really fascinating <laughs> to me and... does that stuff pop up on your tiktok at all oh yeah oh wow mine i like technology i actually put i put video games down in, in computers on here because like just technology in general i, I really mm-hmm. like it but i've always wanted to build a pc before but that stuff doesn't pop up on my tiktok mine's mostly traveling which is another hobby that i'll, I'll talk about but um yeah, I, I'm envious of you and your PC that you've you've built because I, I helped a couple of friends 
build theirs before and it's fun to do. And I just wish I had my own. And when I stayed at your, um, your place for a, a week when I came out there and uh, you had to work, I was on your computer like every single day. Yeah, it's definitely, I wish I had more time with it, but you know, I also, I, I do, I get to have a good amount of time with it. I think you don't have talk- two monitors, do you? No, I don't have the space for it. Whenever we move, if I have the space, I would like to have two monitors, but I uh, I just don't have the space for it. But you get like a nice L desk. That's what I was thinking, honestly. I've seen those, and that's what I would like to do. That would be nice. Anyway, go ahead. Um, that's probably that's one thing I'm looking forward to. Whenever we move, is to be able to have because right now I have like a TV stand that I'm using my computer at to help record this podcast, but there's not like a desk. Like I can't, Colby knows, you can't slide under it like a desk. Like it's keeping me from sliding underneath it. So it's a little bit of a unique setup at the moment, but you got to make do with what you have. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons I wanted to get a gaming PC was just for the customization portion of it, but also I don't like the fact that... uh, I remember I had a PlayStation 2, I had an Xbox 360, I, had a, I still have my PS4, but it's just like, if you don't keep that console, then you can't play those games. Whereas if you get a computer, yes, the upfront cost is a bit more, but the, um, the graphics and everything, depending on your parts, are spectacular. I'm not saying that they're not on the console, but you can really ramp them up with the computer and... I like being able to know that once I get a game, it's on my computer for life. Or let's say, like, I had Steam on, like, Steam is a place to buy computer games. I had some games on my laptop, and then I can just re download them on my computer. So, for any reason something was to happen to my computer, when I would ever get a new one, if I was ever getting a new one, I can just re download those games again. So, that is uh, very appealing to me. And I haven't really, I mean, we, we talked about it a little bit, but I also, I enjoy, the main reason I built my computer was to a uh, game on it, and that's one thing I like to do in my free time. It's definitely, especially uh, COVID, uh, gaming was something that brought Colby and I and a few other friends together throughout that time, so I think that uh, gaming has its place in helping people. Do you, um, oh man, I totally lost what I was going to ask you. Talk on it. Oh, well. Man, that's going to bug me now, too. It was like a really good question. Uh, Well, if it pops up, just interrupt me or stop what (laughs) else you're saying and then just say it. Yep, now I got to think of another question, but that was my only one. Oh, uh, I guess with, with PCs, you know, the graphics will only ever get better. So if you have a game downloaded or you just have a game purchased, like you have the rights to, to download it, and you know, like in in ten years, you want to play that game again. Like you'll still be able to play it, but it'll be on like a much better PC. So like the graphics of that game or how it will look, it'll only look better. I guess it's not going to get much better, but you know, with you know, we're I'm sure at some point we'll have 4K monitors, and then we'll have 8K monitors, and we'll have even better ones than that, and it'll only look better and better, which that's kind of cool. Oh, my question was, uh, do you think you'll ever sell your PS4 or get rid of it? Trying to debate on that. If you do it, then I will do it. I, so I, you're the only person that I would care to play with with it. And I don't know. 
like I've got my GameCube still, and I like that, but like I just don't really see. For some reason, I would rather keep my GameCube over my PS4. Well, here's the thing: is that I don't anticipate the only I don't anticipate playing my PlayStation much anymore. I have only kept it thus far because I got, uh, um, I think it was through the help of you, Sarah got me Lego Star Wars. Oh yeah, correct. So we've been playing that together actually, because Sarah was like. I wouldn't say anti-gamer, but when we first met, I told her I like video games, and she does not have a high opinion of video games, but I'm slowly bringing her around. So she likes playing Lego Star Wars on that. What my plan is, is I don't anticipate really playing. There's like one, maybe two games. They're, these are single-player games, so I don't anticipate really playing any multiplayer games on my PlayStation anymore. There's a couple of single oh. single-player games I'd like to play. And what I would like to do is once we finish the games that we played on there is sell it and then I'd like to get a probably a Switch. So like mm, Sarah and I, because yes. she wants to get Mario Kart and I think that would be something fun that we could do together and then it's a lot more, I think it's easier if like we had a Switch and like wherever we go, if we like want to host a party and like play that, that's a lot more easy to get more people into it versus like PlayStation. So I think that's the current uh, way I'm heading, but I don't know exactly yet. I suppose I should never really sell my PS4. Honestly, what I should do is I really should cancel my ex my PS4 membership or my PSN because the only thing I use it for is Minecraft. Mm -hmm. And that see, that would be the hard part for me is like losing the world that we did during COVID. Like I don't want to lose those worlds. And yeah. uh, I wonder if you wonder if you have to have PlayStation to, to get on those. I think you do. If it's like, online. PSN. It's online, yeah, you're going to have to do that. I don't know if there's like a way to transfer it. Hmm. Or maybe I should just get over it too. Like it's not because like at some point PSN will probably be disconnected or discontinued. Like you won't be able to get on, use your PS4 to get on the PlayStation network forever. I wouldn't I presume. Yeah, I mean, probably not forever. I mean, probably a while still, but yeah, not forever. And I act like that... I play Minecraft all the time. Like I play it like maybe once a week or <laughs> wow, uh, once a year. <laughs> so I don't know. I need, I, it's just kind of sitting there. Honestly, I, I'd, I'd do much better if I had like a, uh, a fire TV or a fire stick because that's the only reason that I have my PS4 is so that I can watch. There you go. TV. Yeah. And I'm honestly, I should cancel my PSN membership because that's costing me like 25 bucks like every six months or three months yeah i did like i don't know when i paid for a year one but that'll be the last one that i paid for like i'll go cancel it and we just <laughs> I, I spent so long creating that oh gosh. i know it's sad <laughs> I had we to, never got to use it i really i got uh my mom i think this past i don't know when she had a garage sale maybe this past like fall and like for multiple years i told her not to like sell like i had like my ps2 and a bunch of games and i had like my xbox 360 but then I realized, I was like, that's just like, there's maybe one day I'd be able to set it all up again. But I was just like, you know, it's probably like, it's just collecting dust. And I don't know if I'd really do it. So I finally had my mom like get rid of it. And it was definitely sad. And I think I haven't been back since she did that. So I think whenever I go back and I see that stuff is missing, I'm probably going to be a little sad. But, you know, I, I just, what are the I don't odds think... that you're actually going to set it up? Like, I have my, my GameCube and I'm so glad that I do because. I think that it's a valuable console still, but PlayStations were like, 
made in the mass. This is probably the, the most made console, the PlayStation 4 or the, the Xbox One, maybe even over the Xbox 360 possibly. I don't know. But I don't know. It's I just don't foresee it needing it much longer. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, they can play... I mean, there's some games that are exclusive to PlayStation and Xbox, but most of the games I like to play, I can get them on PC. And the other good thing is that depending on what type of game I want to play, on a PC, I can choose between the keyboard and mouse or Bluetoothing the controller. So, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, I, I would like to make a PC. Uh, so, sadly, uh, you know, I'm going to have to get rid of my MacBook because I'm going to have to get uh, a different PC. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, I need it for... Um, I need to be able to edit pictures and videos whenever I do that type of work. And I want it, I want to have it to when I, for when I travel, you know, if I want to make a video on the go. Mm-hmm. So I'll need a laptop and I'm going to need to get probably a MacBook. And so yeah. badly, the next purchase that I'm going to make will be a, a computer of my own. And I guess it's not sadly, it'll be cool to have one, but I would like to make or build my own PC, but I'm going to have to drop a thousand bucks on, uh, a laptop or a MacBook in this case. So yeah. I guess my, my days of getting building a PC are probably pretty far out just because I don't really foresee myself needing it, you know, right now. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. Anyway, um, one thing I what put on mine, we, we've already talked about running in video games and computers and rating. I put, <laughs> I put sunsets because I really, that, that would be a hobby of mine. Like there's a lot of times where I have so much stuff going on in my head and I just want to clear it. And so I try to make it a point when the weather's nicer. Um, I have this like kind of high spot near my house where I'll go and sit and I'll just watch the sunset and I'll just think about stuff and listen to a song. And uh, yeah, so I guess we're going to call it a hobby because it's something I enjoy doing and there's no monetary value that comes from it. It's just something I enjoy doing. So I like watching sunsets. No, (laughs) they're... I've Sorry, heard the sunsets continue. in Iowa are pretty good. I know I've only ever lived here. I've seen sunsets in other places, and they're cool, but I've heard people who say sunsets uh, like that aren't even from Iowa. They say, oh, they're like one of the best in Iowa. Yeah, I, uh, you know, I haven't, living in California too, I guess I can't really, I think they're both <laughs> equally good for their different, um, their different ways, but since Sarah and I started dating, that's like one of the easiest dates ever in San Diego <laughs> is grabbing food and going and just like watching the sunset or depending on the time of year, you might have to go watch the sunset first and then go grab food. But it's such an easy date. Like that's like our default thing is just going to the beach, walking along as the sun's setting over the ocean. Like it's very powerful. And uh, I think no matter where you're at, being able to watch the sunset, I think it allows you to just take a moment for yourself, let the constant noise in your brain like go silent and just appreciate where you're at yeah that was actually beautifully put there's a lot of times where my mind's just constantly running and that that's why sometimes I'll, I'll take a cold shower just because for that three minutes i'm not thinking about anything else other than how much it sucks to be in the shower but a sunset and a sunrise have that way of just making you stop and think about what you're doing and you know i guess for me since i read that four thousand weeks book just reflect on my life and uh, see where I'm at and see where I want to go. And that really helps me out. Yeah. Um, 
the next thing I put on mine was uh, travel. I love to travel so much so that I'll set aside, I get paid twice a month. I set aside 150 bucks every month, or sorry, every paycheck, so that during the summer, you know, me being a teacher makes it really convenient that I can uh, take off and travel. So I prioritize that a lot. And so there's a lot of times during the school year where I get pretty down because well, I guess the sun, you know, goes down so early and it's not up for very long, but it's because I'm not traveling. So that is, and I love planning tricks. Oh my tr tricks, trips. I love planning trips. I just actually finished one with, for me and my dad. Uh, I love Google Maps. If you haven't found Google Maps for yourself yet to where you can create your own map and you can put pinpoints on it and directions and you can even do walking directions and biking directions. And I absolutely love planning trips. And if I could have a job where I did that for people, um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I I can't really say this is a hobby of mine right now because I haven't really been able to, but I do enjoy traveling quite a bit uh, when I can. One thing that's been, it's been tough. Like this, the job I have has made me unable to travel for the past year and a half. And one thing that Sarah and I discussed is that she would tell people that, oh, she, cause I'm trying to think in this past year and a half, she's gone to see her family back in Wisconsin. She has been to Las Vegas. She has just done a couple weekend trips. She's been to New York for New Year's and she'll tell people and uh, they say like, well, where's Spencer? And like, she's always working. And she has told me that she gets a little bit like, she doesn't, she feels uneasy. Like, oh, I get to go on these trips while you have to stay in work. And she feels that like maybe people like feel off about that. And I told her, I was just like, first of all, this is like a you and me thing. Like nobody else, no one else's opinion matters on like our relationship. And my feelings are, yeah, I, I have to work. I have to stay here. I don't like the situation, but it's also, I mean, I chose this job and this was one of the thing, risks is this is what I have to do. But that doesn't mean that I'm going to keep her from going and experiencing these amazing things. So I live vicariously through her when she goes and travels. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, and you know, you... I know you like to travel and you would love to travel, but you also kind of like to have your own time to yourself. And so, so exactly, you know, it, kinda, it works perfectly because, you know, not that you don't want to be a Sarah, you don't love her or anything like that. It has nothing to do with that. It's just sometimes to just be by yourself because that's really what your personality is like. Um, it seems like that you, it, it works out perfectly for both of you because Sarah gets to travel and you get to have some time to yourself. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, yeah. Some people may not like that, and I, obviously I miss Sarah, but it it's also a good, while she recharges by being able to go on another trip, I recharge by just having like time to myself. It and seems so, kind of bad to say. Like it, it, it's like, like watch your words a little bit, because like, I feel like some people would be like weirded out by that, but I mean, I mean, like, like, you, like you said perfectly, it's your and Sarah's relationship, and while you could take advice from all these other people and it's the only people that this is going to affect is you and Sarah. And so if that works for both of you guys and you guys are both absolutely okay with that, then that's what's best for your relationship. That's what I tell her. It's like, if anyone like gives you crap about us, tell them that like, it doesn't bother me at all. And I encourage it. So it's, it's worked out great for us. And again, 
I'd like to be able to go on more trips, but I don't feel, I would feel even worse about myself that not only do I have to miss out on something, but I'm making her miss out on something and she ha and like she's feeling bad about it. It's just like, that doesn't make any sense in my head. So, and then like you said, she gets to travel, she gets to enjoy a cool new experience and I get to recharge my introvert batteries a little bit and just have <laughs> like uh, my own time, so. That's actually like a really good way of, good way of looking at it because you, I mean, you're so easy to talk to and I think that you're probably not as much of an introvert as you may think that you are. Even though I know you enjoy being by yourself and, and doing your own thing, um, you're really easy to talk to and you enjoy talking with other people. But yeah, recharging your introvert battery is, I think, is uh, an inter interesting way of putting that. I've came out of my shell, I think, a bit more since uh, high school. I still, like, in my mind, there's so many times where it's just like, like, a perfect example would be this past Saturday, uh, a mutual friend of Sarah and I, her and her boyfriend, they live up north in Santa Maria, and her name's actually, uh, you know, I'm going to leave her name out of it. But if people What's will know, her full if, name with her middle name. <laughs> this, is, this is one of the weird things about podcasting. It's just like I want to say like just first names, and maybe people wouldn't want that. I don't know. So I'll leave her name out of it. But anyways, uh, we were hanging out at this like little this on Saturday night. It was and this you know how I am about like planning things. This was already Saturday afternoon. I'm at work, and I was just ready to come home and relax after a day of work. And then Sarah texts me. She's like, "Hey, we're gonna go meet." Uh, these people at this like bar and it's like a it was like a little bar but it also has a bunch of arcade games and we didn't realize until we got there but that day it was like the last saturday of every month that uh or was it sunday was it sunday it might have been sunday i think it's like the last sunday of every month all the games are free so we had a drink what and all the games were free so that was kind of cool but in my head initially i was like man was a I lot of not... people there it was like kind of crowded it wasn't like a big place so like there's like pinball machines. There was like the basketball game that like every arcade has. And there's a decent amount of games. But uh, in my head, I was just like, we don't get to see this like one friend of ours very often. So I want to be able to make the most of it. But at the same time, I was like, man, I really just wanted to go home and just like chill. <laughs> and yeah. the whole time, the whole time, like driving there and then like finding parking, it was like not super easy. And it's like, ah. But then like once we got there, and uh, I met her boyfriend for the first time. He's a cold dude. We had a beer, hung out, chatted. Like, it was a great time. And I, I left that bar. I was like, oh, I had a great time tonight. And I was thinking, I was like, you know, I need to, I need to, like, not, I don't know. Be quick to, to think that I, like, a, a time together, or like, I don't know what to call. Oh, my gosh, I'm blanking. But not just not be so quick to judge that. It's not going to be fun. Exactly, exactly. So, and that's what happens more often than not is I initially am hes hesitant about a scenario or a gathering or something, but then it's like after the fact, it's like, you know what, I really enjoyed myself tonight and I'm glad that I did that, so. I feel that same way sometimes. Like I would, I would, th I think I'm an extrovert m rather more than an introvert, but there are a lot of times where I, ha I okay, not a, I say a lot of times as if it happens like once a week, but like. There are some times when I am going to go hang out with a friend and sometimes I don't really want to do it. Not really hang out with a friend, but just go do something when I was like, I kind of just want to stay home. Uh, uh -huh. And But then I, the whole time I'm driving there, driving there, I'm like, I know that I'm going to have fun. Once I get there, it'll be okay and I'll have a good time. But it's just, it's so weird that our bodies 
feel that way and think that way when we know that it's going to be a good time. Absolutely. So anyway, there's something else I had too. Well, I have something else. I have, I think, go right in. One thing, I don't know what really got me started into this journey, but I have really enjoyed, um, I don't want to say like drinking whiskey because that makes me sound like an alcoholic, which I I don't really drink that often, but I've really enjoyed exploring and tasting a bunch of different whiskeys. And one thing, or one th- uh, aspect I like about whiskey is you can't drink it fast. You have to drink it slow because if you drink it fast, then it's going to taste like, it's just going to taste terrible because you're going to get nothing but like the alcohol punching you in the face. But if you take your time and just like sip it and like let it like sit in your mouth for a little bit, you really, it really opens up and you get to like have all these different like experiences going on. And by having to slow down, it it also slows down my mind and it helps me to just unwind. And it also helps me to appreciate that some of these whiskeys, depending on like where you get it from or like the distillery are like over 10 years old. So I'm just like, this liquid was literally created 10 years ago and sitting in a <laughs> barrel for 10 years. So a lot of that time, I'll think like, what was I doing 10 years ago when this thing first got created? And what have I accomplished in these past 10 years? And it's just something, it lets me ponder life a little bit as I like sip on it. So It's really interesting that you would uh, think about that because I know that there are whiskeys with that uh, have been sitting in barrels for quite some time. And that's kind of, that is really cool. I'm just like I'm not a big alcohol drinker, and you're not really either, uh, you know. And so I'm not a big fan of whiskey at all, really. I mean, maybe I just haven't found the right one. I guess we'll just end on that or land on that. But it does make it very convenient that you have Bevmo that you can go to because here in Iowa, there the the alcohol stores there really isn't very many to choose from. Like you know, if you got Hy-Vee one in Spirits, which doesn't really have very much, but you know, it's it's convenient and very cool that you have an entire like supermarket sized place to go shopping for alcohol and alcohol it's it's good and i i'm also so there's bevmo i think but you can't the last time you came out i think i took you to total wine right oh i mean no i don't think so i can't remember but total wine i'll have to when you're i know we'll both be back in san diego at some point no matter where i move but Total Wine is literally, literally, like, the size of, like, a grocery store. Like, Bevmo, it was big. Yeah, I guess Bevmo Total... was, yeah. I, I, I've heard about Total Wine. There's one in Minneapolis that I want to go up to, but, and I, I can't even, I can't even fathom. I feel like it just looks like a Walmart when you walk in, and it's oh just, my gosh. like, alcohol. It's, it's literally, like, I could literally sit there and just, like, there's so many different types of, like, uh, beverages there and there's just so many different choices I could just sit there and just like there's just so many things I've never seen before anywhere else because most stores only have like a very small selection but there's just so many different things there and actually there's a I didn't get it but there's I saw I think yesterday on my way home from work I had to stop by the bank and there's a total wine across the way and there is this corn whiskey from Iowa it's like Cedar Ridge which I think is also mm. a winery but, uh, and uh, there's a lot of, I think initially when I, I, I primarily 
what I do drink, which again is probably maybe like once, like one day of the weekend, like Friday night or Saturday night, I'll probably drink one of those weekends and I only have like a glass or so. And then like either Tuesday night, which is technically like my Friday night or like Wednesdays are like my one day off. So maybe a Wednesday night I'll have like a glass or two. But the, I primarily drink bourbon. I've gravitated towards that out of the different whiskeys. But I thought initially like all bourbon was made in Kentucky, but bourbon is like made all over the United States. And it's kind of cool to see what different distilleries make. That that, that does seem pretty cool. Um, I don't have much to comment on it because I obviously don't go for whiskey. It's not my first choice at all. Uh, <laughs> but... It, the, the history behind it would be really super cool. Like I've heard of people who, when they get married, um, I guess I don't know exactly how it works, but I think maybe what they'll do is they'll they'll buy like five bottles of wine. And then after their one year anniversary, they'll open up, you know, like get a good wine that would age well. And then, uh, you know, after their one year anniversary, they'll, they'll open it up and they'll drink it. And then after their five year, they'll do it in 10 year and then 25 and so on and so forth. So that would be really cool. To, to do you know you'd have to make sure that those bottles never shattered that would probably feel devastating if they did but have you heard of anything like that um so i've heard of like sarah and i didn't do this because we didn't have a wedding cake but i know people save their wedding cake and eat it on their one year anniversary wouldn't that be gross i feel like it, uh, people freeze it and I, I it must be all right i we didn't again i don't think i'd be opposed to it but you'd have to have a space to do that which i don't know how much space you have available most freezers but i don't think it'd be that much but I've heard of that. I haven't heard of wine, and but that makes sense. And I didn't do that necessarily, but you bought me a bottle of, it was Four Roses. Yeah. And I cracked that open the night before the wedding, I think. Or maybe I cracked it open for my bachelor party. I can't remember. I think I it was in the last for your wedding. So I'm fairly um, certain. So it must have been for your bachelor party. So I might have either way. So I might have cracked it open for the bachelor party. If not, then um, the night before the wedding, all of our wedding party and a few other people were hanging out around a bonfire, and I definitely remember sipping on it. Then I had it the day of the wedding. Um, I remember you saying that you you drank it quite a bit because I mean it does it, it is pretty good tasting. I had it, so I wanted to be, part of me, I wanted to drink before like the actual wedding ceremony to calm my nerves, but I also, I was like, you know what? I wanted to be completely sober for that moment, so I didn't drink until after the ceremony. But after the ceremony, we had to come back into like that little room where we got ready at, and mm -hmm. Sarah, like they had to do something with Sarah's dress, and it was taking a little while, so I was just sitting there drinking whiskey, and then I took it, we went, uh, we stayed at a really nice hotel, like a little bit north of Poway for like three nights. And I took that and our hotel room had a balcony that overlooked like the golf course. So like every That's night so cool. I was sipping on that whiskey. Yelling so at it was people. just like, what was that? Yelling at people? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're not going to make this fun, you jackass. <laughs> but then uh, it was just like every time I opened up that bottle, I could not only reminisce on the memories oh, so I've cool. had with this bottle, but I'm also like creating a new memory with this bottle. So I think that's, you can do that with, I mean, you can, I mean, okay, like, I guess if you had a bush light at your wedding and then like the next time a bush light is like on your uh, honeymoon, like, oh, I had bush light when I was at our wedding too. But I think it's different when you have that exact same bottle throughout all these different experiences. And eventually at some point it's going to be empty, but 
I liked that aspect of having that bottle of whiskey because it was special because you bought it for me. It was special because I had some and I shared it the night before the wedding at least. Day of the wedding or a honeymoon and a few other times and then it was gone. But there's a lot of memories created around that bottle. So I thought that that's another aspect I like of whiskey. You know, and for somebody who who wants to be a, a whiskey connoisseur like yourself or is one, I guess we should say, you know, because I, I would not call myself a connoisseur. I would call myself a. What's the definition of a connoisseur? I don't know, but. Well, I'm just thinking like, you know, you know, somebody who reads, even if it's just infrequently, they're still a reader. And like, while you consume whiskey and you don't do it as much as like. A, a true connoisseur would do it. You, you'd still I do read. watch like YouTube reviews on it, and I like follow What's... subreddits on whiskey. So I guess I'm pretty deep down the rabbit hole in it. Connoisseur. Oh my gosh, that's... do you know how to spell that? No. Some people yeah, might make like fun to... of me for it. I would like you to guess. P... And it's it's okay. Wait, say it. Sorry, start over again. P. O. N. N. Am I still good? Am I still 100%? You're good. Yep. Oh, gosh. I? Mm, okay. Really? I didn't think I'd get this far. SS? No. Okay, so you missed one. It's C-O-N-N-O-I-S-S. O-I-S-S-E-U-R. Yeah. Holy, you know, that was a lot closer <laughs> than I anticipated on getting. I'm proud of myself. So a connoisseur <laughs> uh, is a person who has a great deal of knowledge about the fine arts who is... A keen appreciator of cuisines, fine wines, and other gourmet products, or who is an expert judge in matters of taste. Oh, okay, well, interesting. All right, so we. What I know it says expert, but you know, we're going to call you a connoisseur. Uh, anyway, to to get back to my point, um, I think you're kind of doing it the perfect way with, because how many times have you? Okay, uh, since you started indulging in whiskey and tasting it and how that goes. How many times, how many of the same bottle have you purchased? Mm. There's only two, I'm trying to think. There's two right now I've bought multiples of three. Three? Like multiples of incentives, like you've, you've had more than two of the same bottle? I've had more than two of the same bottle and with in reference to three different bottles otherwise okay. i've only had well, one you've got bottle. a problem we need to get you help <laughs> no <laughs> um so my, my reasoning for that is because like you know if you've only ever had the four roses this one time mm -hmm. it, it makes it makes sense because like you know think about somebody who has bush light like you know who, who drinks it frequently like you know if you have it that one time and then you you drink it a lot afterwards and and, and frequently you know, that taste is going to be, or, you know, that, that sense of tasting is going to be diluted with a bunch of, uh, of memories, which isn't really going to come back very well. But, you know, if you're only going to have, you know, one full bottle of a whiskey, and that's probably ever all you'll ever have because you're, you're constantly tasting other ones and, and little amounts of it, then that would make sense that the memories you would hold would be a lot, you would hold them a lot longer and they'd be more prominent when you do drink it again, because, you know, you haven't had like, not to say we're like an alcoholic or anything, but like you haven't had gallons and gallons of it. You've only had that 750 milliliters of it. So it would make sense that when you taste that, all of those memories come back because there isn't much with that amount of alcohol. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Okay. 
So maybe that has something to do with it. Because I know for me, smell is like really important. And mm-hmm. I have this cologne that I purchased that my roommate in college used to have. And every time I smell it, because I've only ever had one bottle of it, and it has three ounces of uh, cologne in it. And I've had like maybe uh, not even a half an ounce yet, like a 16th of an ounce so far. And so when I smell that, it immediately takes me back to being in college and being in his do- or being in his room and, and smelling that cologne on him before like he would go out or whatever, you know, like in the apartment. So I don't know. That makes it sense. It's crazy how uh, smell can definitely unlock some uh, memories for sure. Yeah. Like uh, when I was younger, I, I mean, I still do it now, but I smell like everything. Like when I get a new book and I open up the pages, I'll like shove my nose into like the <laughs> the pages because it just smells so good to me. And um, I don't know, I, I smell a lot of things. And when I put that clone on now, like I said, it just reminds me of being in college and hanging out with my roommates. So yeah. Nice. Uh, what else we got? Um, the last thing that I have, I mean, I just talked about, I don't want to skip your turn if you have something else you'd like to say. I don't have anything else written down. I'm sure I could think of something. I'll try to think of something because I'm sure there's, uh, another hobby I'm missing, but you can um, go ahead. The last thing, I don't get to do it as much as I like to, but Thera and I both really enjoy, uh, hiking. Yes. And we haven't done anything crazy like multi-day hikes or like super crazy intensive hikes. But in like San Diego, there's so many like uh, day hikes that you can go on. And usually for anybody who is like not from here, like uh, usually we try to take them on a hike. Um, I remember my dad, Spencer, and I, we did uh, the tallest mountain in Colorado like in 2015 maybe it was and that was an incredible experience but uh yeah just hiking in general I think it's good to be out in nature I don't do it nearly enough as I'd like to or as much as I'd want to and every sometimes like if I have a bad day at work or just like I get down about like my job sometimes like you know what I'd be kind of cool to be like a park ranger or something <laughs> you know and you can't really feel too bad because you work a lot. And, you know, when you have those downtimes, it's it's important to, like, to do nothing sometimes, to be, to, to not have your mind, to not be feeling that you should be doing something for your future self to be making your future life better. That sometimes we do just need to rest. So, you know, you work a lot and I don't think you should beat yourself up if, if, you, if you do it all. Because, I mean, like, you live in California, there's mountains nearby. Like, if I want to go on a hike... um. I get a hike around some poopy smelling water that, <laughs> you know, I would never, ever go swimming in. So, I mean, you can't beat yourself up too much, but um, not to get away from anything that you talked about, but did I tell you about the trip that um, I just recently planned for my dad and I? So, you did, I mean, you mentioned it on the podcast, but I haven't heard any other details outside of it, so I'm curious. Like, a, you're talking about the Arizona one, the Grand Canyon? Uh, no, I'm just saying like I, you said you're oh. had one plan for your dad and we haven't talked about it at all. You just mentioned on the, a little bit ago on this podcast, but you haven't told me any details. So I'm curious. Oh, oh. so we, we wanted to go to Half Dome, but we're not going to do that just because it would cost, it costs a lot of money to go to California and to get to Half Dome, we would either have to drive more than 24 hours 
or we'd have to fly. But then if you're going to fly, like you got to make it more out of it because, you know, you're going to be spending uh, a good money just flying out there. And then also if we fly out there, we won't have our camping gear with us. So anyway, it's a whole thing. So we landed on going to the Grand Canyon to do the rim to rim. So we're going to hike from the south rim to the north rim, but it's 23 miles in one day. That's pretty wild. Yeah, so uh, I told my dad that if we're going to do that, him and I will both have to train. Obviously, I'm younger. I probably could make it, but I don't want to try to make it on a whim because I think it's like 6,000 feet of elevation gain. That's pretty wild, especially in one day. Especially, I don't know what the altitude is already, but... I I can't remember what the altitude is, but um, yeah, I I would like to to get into hiking more. I wish I was in more of a location to do that, but... um, Hiking is fun, and it's nice to just, like when you're walking, you know, if you're walking on a flat ground, you can be on your phone and whatnot, but if you're hiking, there's no way you don't want to be on your phone, so it's just nice to be like, it, it's it's kind of weird. It, like, I don't want to be on my phone very much, and I am, I enjoy very much when I'm in a situation where I cannot, like, I physically cannot be on my phone, and oh, so maybe that, makes it, maybe that makes it kind of nice to go on hikes for you, too. Yeah, that, I think, getting disconnected, I wish I could do it more often, honestly, I feel like every time, like I went to the store today and I left my phone in my car and I'm just like, what if Sarah like calls me or something? I don't want to <laughs> like have to miss it, but I'm not blaming her because it's definitely, I'd like to be able to, if she needs me or something, you want like to be, be there able to for answer. Her. Exactly. But it would be nice. Sometimes I feel the urge to just be completely disconnected. You know, something that may help. I know it costs more, which are very, uh, Dingy on, but <laughs> maybe get the cellular plan for your um, for your watch. Uh, that would help out because then you could leave your phone and then you could answer. Like you can actually search the internet, I believe, on your watch if you have cellular data. Yeah, probably. I don't know. You, cause you would still not, get calls. I don't think that's the issue. I think. Like, if I had cellular on my watch, then it's like, okay, I can still be contacted. And I think part of this stems from, like, when I was in the military is that once I got into a position of leadership, I had to have my phone on me, like, all the time for, like, updates on things. And it literally would, like, stress me out, like, getting a text message because I didn't know what it was going to be about, so. Oh, well, I just meant, like, you know, if you want Sarah to be able to still get in contact with, I'm okay, like, I'm not saying that you would want your watch because... You, then you could just search the internet. But I mean, like, you know, you you would still be able to get those notifications from Sarah or anybody that would be of importance, you know, without yeah. your phone, you'd still be able to get those calls. I didn't know if that's what but you were worried about. I think, I think I'd, I'd like to be disconnected, but if I have the cellular on my watch, then I don't have my phone with me, but, and I guess that would help me like not be on my phone, but I'd still feel connected since like my watch has cellular at that point. So... I get it. I, well, I just meant like in the sense of scrolling on things. Like there's yeah, no yeah, way to get true. on there and just scroll about anything because that's honestly what takes up a lot of my time. It's not like I'm Same. constantly texting people or constantly calling people. Like I'm I'm constantly on TikTok and that's the problem, at least for me. So I guess it would, it might help. I don't know. No, I get you, but you're right. I'm not going to pay for it. So <laughs> I guess you'll, you'll drop 800 bucks on a watch, but. See, by a hundred dollar monitor. I you just call me out on the podcast now. I don't know how I feel about this. Well, yeah, a, you're like that's a very well played move, sir. <laughs> check, <laughs> check, mate. 
<laughs> you don't need to answer that question. I will just accept the win. Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't have anything else. Well, I mean, I think we know each other pretty well. I think we hit the majority of what we like to spend most of our free time doing. Let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, I my piano. I like to play the piano. That's and right. I've recently come to terms with I don't I don't care to learn the piano. I like I don't care to learn the notes and I don't care to be able to read sheet music. I just don't care at all because technology has made it to where I could watch a YouTube video and I could yeah. just replicate it. Like the the main reason that I got a piano is not to make music. Like I don't I don't believe that I would enjoy doing that because I would have already been doing that now. Like I'm sitting 10 feet away from my piano and mm-hmm. I haven't played it in like three days. So I think what I care about is just being able to play the songs that I like to hear, uh, you know, on my own because it's really cool actually. Like if you learn a piano, a song on the piano, you can play it, you can play it faster or slower or elongate certain notes. And That's true. you can make it sound not however you want because it's still the same like beat and tune, but it's it's really cool. You can really get into it and you can go slower or faster and it just sounds really cool. So I like my piano, but I've recently come to terms with not learning the piano, but just learning to play the songs that I care about. That's all I actually care about. Yeah. I, uh, I've always, I like all types of music. I really like rock music. I think being able to learn to play the guitar would be cool. And I told Sarah this, but I just don't, it takes a lot of time. And just right now I know I don't have the time. And if we're going to be moving, that's just, that'd be just like more things to, uh, pack. So maybe one day if I have the time, I'd like to be able to figure out the guitar a little bit, but I've thought about getting a guitar. So before I got the piano, I was looking on Facebook Marketplace and I was just going to get a, a guitar that needed to be restrung because I YouTubed it and thought I could do it. Yeah. And, uh, and it would be cool to get an acoustic guitar and just learn some songs that I like. And I guess I should practice what I preach. But, you know, like instead of scrolling on TikTok before bed, you know, I could, you know, just play on the piano for a little bit. But I'm just so I mean, addicted. I think. Maybe I could be part of the problem by saying this, but I feel like you can't spend all day, every day, always trying to learn something or get better at something. You know, some people probably can, but I feel like some people uh, are like, even David Goggins, he said, like, when I was listening to one of his podcasts on Joe Rogan, he likes to watch sports in the evenings, but while he watches sports, he's stretching. So he gets to relax by watching what he wants to watch, but he's also being productive by doing something. I think... You could do that's like uh, practical. Uh, like I think at some point, maybe not every day, but at least a few times a week, you need to spend something. I, I don't know. Maybe some people's brains don't work the same as mine, so I can't speak. But I think for me, I think what helps me mentally is just be able to have time to not necessarily do something productive, but just something that I enjoy doing thoroughly. I, I no, I I get that, and I think that it's important that you. You don't always, I, I think it's actually not very good to be doing multiple things at one time, all the time. Mm-hmm. So, for example, I think I talked about this, but I, I enjoy when I'm in a situation where I have no choice but to not be on my phone and I have to focus on this ass. So a good yeah. one for me is folding laundry. Even though when I forget about it, it pisses me off because 
uh, you know, it'd be nine o'clock at night and I'll be getting into bed and I'm like, oh my gosh, my laundry's in the dryer and I completely forgot about <laughs> like that irritates me. But when I actually set aside time to do it, I have no choice. Like I cannot be on my phone because I'm physically folding the laundry. Sometimes I'll pop music in, but other times I just try to just be in my thoughts and think whatever. But right. I, I honestly, I should put myself in more, uh, in more positions to not be on my phone. Like a couple nights ago, my roommate and I, we started watching a, a TV show called The Last of Us. And uh, I really like that, through, by the way. I, we only made it through the first episode. I think it's going to be good. It feels like it's a pandemic type movie just because, you know, or not movie, but show because, you know, they get the, they get sick and, you know, people start killing other people. So they kind of have to like watch out for it. So I'm liking it so far, but it was an hour and a half. And I found myself like reaching for my phone, like every 15 minutes to search on Amazon or <laughs> I don't know, just stupid stuff. So I wish I wasn't so. I think I'm addicted to my phone. I would think a lot of us are. Yeah, I, uh, Sarah does that a lot more, but I still sometimes, we're watching Outer Banks right now, and uh, I found myself a few times last night, like, hopping on my phone, or, like, when I'm playing video games, like, in between matches, like, I just try to scroll my phone, and it's just, like, I, I literally can't let my brain be not stimulated for, like, 10 seconds. Like, I have to be, like, scrolling through something. Yeah. And I actually... I don't know why this sticks out in my head, but do you remember Mr. Romerman? Yeah. And I had 10th grade English with him, and he, I don't know what, I think he was he was asking us about, like, why Twitter is so popular. Yeah. And he made the suggestion that, like, our attention spans are just getting so short that, like, we can only read, like, small tweets at a time before we get disinterested and have to read something else. And I was like, that yeah. kind of makes sense. I think it's just been compounded every single year since then because this was like what was that a sophomore year so that was that was over 10 years ago oh my gosh yeah our they're getting so short i mean tiktok is such a perfect uh yes i test her for that like we're it's so bad my attention span is is really bad and it's really hard for me to even watch a 40 minute tv show let alone an hour and a half so i would agree with you anyway well we can go ahead and call it call it good there that was i mean i've enjoyed talking with you i think it's been an that hour a, and a half almost I, I, yeah just about just about an hour and a half but anyway that's just a little bit of hobbies that we do uh i think i mean our main goal here is just to get on here and talk we're not really mm-hmm. trying to do much with it but uh it's nice to be able to talk about these things and and not just know about your hobbies, because I know all the things you like to do, but sometimes I don't know don't know why. And so exactly. I know that I didn't really know that I know you like rock music, but I didn't know that you really had the ambitions to play the guitar at some point. So I think that's cool. And uh the more I know. And also like I knew that you like to travel and I remember you I didn't really you didn't tell me this, but I know when Sarah and I were contemplating going to Joshua Tree, like you were just like spitting out like you created like <laughs> a whole itinerary for me in like 15 minutes so i started to recognize it and then you actually said it, like i didn't really recognize initially your passion not just for traveling but the steps leading up to the actual uh experience yeah i didn't want to say vacation because i mean it's not <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that doesn't necessarily 
encompass everything to do with traveling. So, yeah, but I feel bad sometimes because like I know that I've planned a trip before and my sisters were kind of upset with me, like that I planned everything. And so I try to take it lightly. I just, I enjoy doing it. So I threw that some trips together, not in hopes that you do it, but just so then you have something to do or maybe consider it. I don't know. Thankfully, Sarah, she, she likes to do the planning. So good. All right. Well, uh, we'll, we can call the wraps on that one. Uh, but yeah. thank you for listening. As always, we appreciate you listening. And uh, if you have any questions or anything of any sorts, reach out to our Instagram or uh, anything like that. I think we have an email, but we'll just leave it at the Instagram because that's going to be a lot easier for us. But mm-hmm. uh, as always, it was enjoyable talking with you, Spencer. Absolutely. Uh, I love you. And love you too, uh, thanks for chatting with me. Yeah, I'm thrilled that we're doing this every week. Me too. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. See ya. See ya.